I can, but it doesn't track I just have a feeling that you're First of all, I want to let you know that we don't take up your typical offer. There are black boxes at the back, and there's one at the door. And there are different offers at the end. Also, we have another way that I'd like to just share with you about. I've told you about it before, but I've never given you the actual number. Yeah. We have it on screen to sort of get more service. But I want to just let you know that what I use is very easy to that way. But we have a text to give. If you'd like to text to give, the number is 84321, and you can text that number, the amount that you would like to give, and you set all that information up, and then every time after that, you can just set up the certain amount. You just text a certain amount to that number, and it automatically gives. So it's a very simple, easy way to give, and I love it. Uh, it's just very simple. So there's that way. There's also several other ways you can get online, but anyway, I just wanted to let you know about that number. And um, also, we like to take a moment. Let me let me backtrack just for a minute. There are connect cards in the back. Um, also, I think they're by the black boxes. They're little orange cards, they're little cards. And if this, if this is your first time here, or if you've been here before and you've never filled one out, we encourage you to fill one out. We have a gift for you being our first time guest. Or if you've been here and, and uh, you haven't filled one out, we still have a gift for you. We'd love to uh, connect with you. So please. Takes a, take a few moments to fill that out, and you can drop them in the black boxes or walk out the door. Um, so we like to take a few moments and pray for another church in the community. And this morning, we're going to pray for Emmanuel Baptist Church. So if you don't mind, bow your heads with me, we're going to say a word. God, thank you so much for Emmanuel Baptist Church. God, I pray that you would just bless them in a special way today. God, I pray that their lives would be changed because of you. God, that you would do what only you can do to the hearts and lives of people there today. God, I just pray that you would, you would just bless them in a special way. God, we just thank you for other churches, God, that are that are working all for the same goal. We just thank you and praise you for this community, God, for what you're doing and for what you're getting to do. God, we just give you praise and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.
Oh, can we put our hands together and give it up for Serve Day 2018? <laughs> also, thank you to our uh, production team for putting that together so that we can uh, remember all that God did. This is hard to believe it's been about a month ago already, uh, July 15th, but we had an incredible day. As you can see, we were all over our city, serving in our city and community and, and making an impact in the name of Jesus. Amen. Before we get into the message today, I'm excited to, to preach to you today, and I want to look into the camera welcome those, those of you that are watching online, maybe you're traveling or uh, you're checking us out online for the first time. We want to say we're glad that you're with us, and we're excited you've taken a moment out of your Sunday to be with us today, so we're excited that you're here. And I want to tell you about uh, what we're calling Next Steps One Day. Normally, we break Next Steps up into uh, Step One and Step Two, and it's a process you go through. But leading into the fall, what we've done is we're giving you the opportunity, we're, we're condensing it and doing a crash course for Next Steps. And so here's what I want you to know. If you've never been to Next Steps, uh, or you're thinking, you know, how do, I, how do I get involved? How do I begin to serve? How do I get on the team? What is the vision of impact? How do things operate around here? Why do we do what we do? Why do, I, why do, I, why do we have served day? All of those things we talk about, all of our vision, all of that in Next Steps and how you can get involved. We help Help you discover. Come on, how many of you know God has put something on the inside of every person that is sitting in this room today that He wants to use to make an impact for the kingdom of God? And so we help you discover maybe what that thing is if you're not quite sure what it is. But we're doing that tonight. And so there is no like, don't don't feel like, oh man, I missed it. No, you haven't missed it. It's just about about seven hours, and then you can show up at our house at five o'clock. We are providing childcare for everybody at Little Blessings Daycare, which is directly behind. Or Nissan, and so if there's a daycare right there on 34th Street. You can drop your kids off at 4:45, and then head over to our house. Uh, if you need that address, just hit us up after service. I think most of you will know where that is, or you can get that online as well. You can go to wordcraftchurch.com/slash/nextsteps, and you can get the location and all of that stuff there as well. But we're excited to see everybody tonight, and uh, it's going to be an incredible night. We're going to have all of our I group leaders. Uh, if they haven't been through it, are going to be there, and we're just going to have a great time and just throw it all into one three-hour session and just overload your brain. Uh, no, it won't be that bad, but we're going to have a good time, I promise you, and so you'll want to be there. We'll have some uh, some food and snacks and stuff for you there as well, so keep that in mind. We can't wait to see you all tonight at 5 o'clock, and so be there for next steps. And today, uh, normally... At the beginning of every year, new calendar year, which is in January, the first Sunday of January, we do a thing that we call Vision Weekend. We have that coming up again, I believe it's on January the 6th of 2019. And I got to tell you, I'm already excited uh, 
Uh, we're not even to the fall yet, and I'm already excited about January 2019. Hope God's going to speak to our church, and we do a thing called Vision Weekend. And today is going to be similar to that in some regard, uh, because we have some some information that we want to give you, and uh, some ways that you can partner with us as a church. This is your church. Come on, somebody look at your neighbor and say, "This is my church." Now look at your other neighbor that you didn't choose the first time. Tell them, I love my church. church. Say it like you mean it. Come on, somebody. Say it like you mean it. I love my church. It does. It just pulls something out of you when you're done with that. Amen. Say what? Anything else? I I get excited. Get excited. So today we're going to do something similar to what we would call Vision Weekend, and uh, we're going to focus on a big next step for our church, and uh, something that some of you have had, many of you have had questions about, and you've been wondering about, and what's it going to look like, and so today I've, I've titled this message, if you have a note sheet there in front of you, if not, uh, you can get one, or we can get you one, or when you come Central, we can get you one so you can take notes and get all this information, but I've titled today, uh, Simply Beyond, Beyond. Beyond. And as many of you are aware, a couple of months ago, uh, we as a church, we were able to purchase some buildings and some property downtown. We were talking about it uh, last week, and we mentioned it, you know, over the last couple of months a few times. But today we're really going to focus on that, and I want to preach a message that God put in my heart directly toward that movement and that project. And uh, so we're eventually going to make that our first permanent campus. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> we're going to make it our first permanent campus. In case... In case you're new and you think this building looks like this when we get here, it's not. We set up and tear down every single weekend and uh, have two services and, and do all that, reset it between services and go through that whole process. And we're grateful that we have the opportunity to be here because this building is a huge blessing to our church. And uh, But we do set up and tear down. And these, the property that we purchased is going to be our first permanent location, and we're excited about that. And so some people have had some questions, and I've heard – some of these questions personally, you know, why downtown? Because we did buy buildings and property downtown in downtown Paris. Why downtown? What is the timeline? What is our budget for the project? Things like that that people are concerned about because y'all just confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I was going to tell you anyway. Whether you asked or not, you were going to get the information. Anyway, I just had to make you laugh before we get into some serious uh, in the next few minutes that we have together, I want to hopefully try to answer uh, some of the questions and more as we go through this and get the information. Here's what I believe as a pastor of this church, uh, my wife and I, I can speak on her behalf, I believe that we have not arrived yet. I don't know about you, but I believe that we have not arrived yet. I think we'll arrive when we get to heaven. So if, if Impact Church the one you believe we're about to turn two years old in a month, it's crazy. But we're about almost two years into this thing. And all that God has done, it would be easy to be content, to think, man, this is awesome. Gone to services. Look at all the people that God has put. Look at all the lives that have been changed. Look at the people that have been baptized over the last two years going public with their faith. We see all these things, and we think, man, this is going great. This is awesome. And we begin to coast. We begin to coast. Well, I have coasters. We begin to coast, and this is myself included. We get in those seasons, in those moments, and, you know, you go through summer, and it's like, well, we're coasting summer, you know, just, you know, what do we got going on? Just kind of hanging out, kids out of school. We begin to coast, and there's nothing wrong with that, but but I think that if we, we can take it too far, and we can begin to coast and be content and be complacent, 
with where we are and, and stop seeking what God has next. And that's where the danger is, is when we stop seeking what God has next. When we think that this is, man, this is great, look at all this. And we stop seeking, you know, God, what's next? What do you want us to do now? What do you want us, you know, I think about survey in 2017 compared to survey in 2018. Well, those of you that were there, I think we had around 20, was it around 20 people or so? Survey 25 people or so around uh, survey 2017 in July 2017. This last year we had, or just a month ago, what was it, like double that, more than double that? It was around 50 or 60 people that showed up to serve our community. We had double the projects and you know stuff going on just everywhere because, because God's not finished. God's not finished. And I believe that next year when we get to survey, we're going to have 100 people out in the parking lot ready to serve our community because God's not finished. There's more. We haven't arrived. We have not arrived at where God has for us. And it would be easy to coast because of all God's done over the past 23 months. But I believe that as a church, until Jesus comes back, we're called to reach people. That would be a good place for an amen. About five of you believe that we're called to reach people. I think until Jesus comes back, we're called to reach people. That there are more people that need to be reached. And it's not about having a bigger church and a bigger church and a bigger church and a bigger church and a bigger church. It's not about the size of the church. It's about reaching more people. And if we need to make more room for more people, we'll make more room. And if we need to add more things, then we'll add more things. I mean, we're, just, we're here to reach people. And God has called us to reach as many people as we can reach until Jesus comes back. And so to be on mission, we're going to reach people. That's the heart and the vision behind everything that we do is reaching people. We're called to love people. I heard a message. I was listening to podcasts. I don't know if you listen to podcasts throughout the week. I don't know if you do so. No. I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of pastors that uh, they pastor me and they don't even know it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Be listening at the gym, listening to podcasts, or, or start my day listening to a podcast and allowing other people to pour into me. And I was listening to this message just a couple of days ago. We were together, actually. And he was talking about love and how Jesus said that, you're, that people will know that you are my disciple. They will know that you follow me. They will know that you have a relationship with me by how you love people, by how you love each other, how you love the person sitting next to you. That's how they're going to know. Not by how much money you have in the bank. Woo, look at what I give to the church. Look at what I give to God. Look at, look at how big. Look, no, that's not how they're going to know. Well, by how many people we have sitting in rows on Sundays and two services and however many we need and, and all these people that, that are surrounding you. No, that's not how they're going to know. They're not going to know that you're a follower of Jesus by you coming to church. Come on, you, you talk to people that you go, are you a Christian? Yeah, I go to church. Well, there's a difference. That's a whole other message. There's a difference. People, he said, they're going to know that you're my follower by how you love people. And I think that God has called us from the very beginning to redefine what love looks like. Because we have a bad taste in our mouth, and people have a bad picture and a bad taste in their mouth about what the church is and what a Christian looks like. Well, I don't want to be one of them because I encountered one of them one time, and they weren't too nice. And we're called to redefine what love is. Unconditional love. The kind of love that Jesus offers to us 
regardless of what we've done in our past or what we're even going to do today in the next three hours. We're called to love people. We're called to be Jesus to people. That's why we serve so much. That's what Jesus said. I came to serve, not be served. We believe you, we ought to be contributors and not consumers. If you're consuming, 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 and never pouring anything out into anybody else's life or any person around you or doing anything to, to pour out what God has given to you, then eventually you become stagnant. You ever seen water that does nothing's flowing out of it? It's just sitting there. It gets nasty. Come on, how many of you know that people are the same way? You're constantly being poured into consuming, 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 never contributing, never doing anything for God. You get nasty. Then you start to notice things. You start to notice things like, <laughs> and you start to complain about stuff that doesn't even matter. You start to complain about stuff. Boy, man, go to two services and already got pictures. Can't even get any room in this church. No, no button door to sit. Man, you know how hard the chairs are. You start complaining about stuff. This is what happens when you're not pouring out. When you're constantly being poured into and poured into and poured into and nothing's coming out of you, you're not doing anything, you're not serving, you're not on a team, you're not involved, you're not giving, you're not doing something to, to contribute to the kingdom of God and contribute to the vision, then you start getting nasty. I don't mean that in a bad way, but you do. You can look back at, at times in your life when you were feeling this way. And you look back, and I guarantee you, most of the time, when you started complaining about things and you started thinking, well... Didn't sing my song today. I can't worship. I'm only gonna give them a half a raise. I would say, I would say, look at your life and look at what you're doing for the kingdom and look at what you're doing to see the vision forward. And maybe there's something else you need to be doing. We're saved by grace, but then God saves us so we do something. We're saved by grace. You don't have to do anything to get saved besides receive forgiveness for your sin. Receive the grace of God. But God didn't save you just so you can sit here and wait on him. Lord Jesus, wait for you to come back. No, God saved you so that you can reach some people. God saved you so that you can do something for the people. God saved you so that you can do something. I'm going to call this message something else. I'm going to do something. We're called to, I believe this. With all my heart, we're called to provide a place where every person in every background can come to the church that Jesus has to We talked about this. We talked about this last week. I believe our church should look like heaven. There should be every every background, every race, everything you can imagine under one roof worshiping Jesus. Isn't that what it's all about? Not segregating ourselves and well, we create all these things based on what we believe. No, just believe what the Bible says. Believe what God said. That's just the word. Believe what's in there and say, I'm going to believe the whole Bible. And I'm going to go with that. And we're going to worship together. And I'm going to stay next to you. I'm going to raise my hand next to you. I'm going to pray for you when you're in need. I'm going to be in a group with you. And we're going to lift each other up, encourage each other. You miss a group, I'm going to call you up and say, hey, man, you doing all right? I know you missed this last week. Just want to make sure everything's okay in your life. We're going to do life together. We're going to look like heaven. We're called to be that place. In this community where every person, every background can come experience what Jesus has for their life. I want to read a few verses to you and then uh, change gears just a little bit. But this is Isaiah 43. I want to read verses 5 to 9 and then we're going to skip ahead to 18 and 19. It says, do not be afraid. 
I am with you. I will bring your people back from the east. I will gather you from the west. I will say to the north, let them go. And I will say to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from far away. Bring my daughters from the farthest places on earth. Bring back everyone who belongs to me. I created them to bring glory to me. I formed them and made them. Lead my people in the court. They have eyes but can't see. Bring those who have ears but can't hear. All the nations are gathering together. And then he goes on a little bit more. And then down in verse 18, this is where I want to want to jump to real quick. It says, forget the things that have happened in the past. Do not keep thinking about them. I am about to do, I like this part right here. I am about to do something new. It is beginning to happen even now. Don't you see it coming? I am going to make a way for you to go through the desert. I will make streams of water in the dry and empty land. I titled this message Beyond because I believe we have to begin to think beyond what we've seen. So what you've seen and what you think has been great and what you think has gotten you know you to this point and our church to this point, we need to begin starting today. I'm challenging you. We need to begin to think beyond what we've already seen. We need to think beyond what we can see right now. And we need to think beyond what we can even imagine. We have to, to begin to think beyond what we can see. We have to begin to think beyond what we think is possible. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them, think beyond. Come on, say it like you mean, think beyond. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Ephesians 3.20, and most of you know it before I ever even read it, but I'm going to read it anyway. God is able to do far more than we could ever ask for or imagine. That's good right there. He does everything by his power that is working in us. See, this, I love this verse because God is able to do more than I can ever think or imagine. So whatever I can think in my mind right now, God can do more than that. Whatever I'm trying to process right now about all that God is doing, God can do more than that. Whatever I, whatever I think is possible, God can do more than that. Whatever I think is going to happen, God can do more than that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The verse says that he's going to do it through his power working in you. He's going to do it. See, we shout and go, whoo, God can do more than that. God can do more than I ever asked, think, or imagined. And then we read the second half of the verse. By his power. That is working in you. So can I just, can I let you know a secret? This is free today, and then we're going to get into three things here in just a minute, because you can't have church without three things. I mean, this is true. It's the number of God for preachers, three things that we're going to talk about. But here's, here's the first thing I need to tell you. This is free. This is, this is point zero point five. If, if you're waiting on God, to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ask or think or imagine, then you're going to be waiting. But when you realize that it's it's something that he's doing through the power that's in you, then you'll start to do something. See, you got you got to put. We can't we cannot sit down and say, well, God's going to do exceedingly abundantly more all I can think or imagine, and leave off the second part by his power that's working through. So, in other words, I have to do something. 
that God is going to equip me and God's going to empower me and God's going to put something on the inside of me to accomplish the exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask, think, or imagine. Are you with me? So, so don't be don't be sitting back just like, well, I don't know why this is not coming through. I don't know why God just won't do the. I just don't. I, I mean, I'm waiting on the I'm just more than I can ever ask, think, or imagine. God's going to do it. Yeah, He's going to do it through you. He's going to do it through people around you. He's going to do it through people. God's avenue and the way that He does things is through people. He wants to use you to overflow into other people's lives around you. He's going to use you. We're going to talk more about how God wants to do it through me and through you in just a few moments, but I want to get into these things. There are three things that I believe we're called to accomplish through our new campus, new location. And I believe this will all part. We've talked about this. Like we've been, we've been praying and talking about this since before you ever knew that Impact Church was even coming. Like God, what are you, what are you, what are you going to do? What do you want to do? What is our, what is, why downtown? Why, what is the point in all this? And here's the first one. You can write this down. Repurpose. Repurpose. Three things that we're called to accomplish through this new location, this new campus. Repurpose. See, the buildings that we have purchased have been many things over the last century. Many things. I was able to meet with, uh, it was yesterday at 10 o'clock in the morning, I was able to meet with, there, I don't know how people get this information, but people have been calling us and emailing us about knowing that we bought these buildings downtown. Why don't you play in I'm curious. And so I was able to meet with, we got a phone call, right? Was it a phone call? We got a phone call from a lady and said that, hey, we are the ones that owned those buildings up until, I think it was the early 2000s, before they eventually sold them off. And they were telling me about all they, you know, they wanted to walk through one more time before we started anything on them. And, and, and I don't know if I have all the stuff that's still in them, belong to me. You know, like, it's, it's, it's been there for that long. But, but they wanted to walk through it and to hear them talking about all the, oh man, I remember, that was my, like, one lady, that was my over there, little kitchenette thing. Right, that's not a good thing. <laughs> little kitchenette, little kitchenette area over there, and all the bathroom was, and oh man, this is this is where we did like bookkeeping and stuff like that. You know, where it used to be walls here, and and they're going upstairs and talking about everything upstairs and all the, the stuff that was there. And man, it was it was it was awesome. It was awesome to hear all that, and so. We started looking up, and it was like, you know, as we were going through the process of being purchased, and these were like, what? What does this used to be like? What is the history? What is, because I like that kind of stuff. I don't know if you do or not, you know, but I like kind of knowing, like, where did it come from? Why? How did it get to this point? Like, what was there? And some of the things were, I, it used to be like, where we're going to have our worship center, and where we're going to have services like this, used to be a movie theater. Like, way back in the day. Used to be a movie theater. And I thought, man, that's cool. You know, people lined up around the building. Some of the pictures we're looking at, and we're going to show you some here in just a moment. Some of the, the old pictures and, and even some of what they look like now. But uh, I was thinking, man, people lined up around the building waiting to get into the movies. You know, what a cool thing when, when downtown was happening, right? Uh, used to be a craft shop in there. There was one of the buildings used to have a carpet store, uh, a bookstore, printing shop. They were telling me that once they closed down the craft shop and different things like that, that they rented it out and people had the AADs in there and different things like that. Like, there was a lot of stuff going on in these buildings. 
Now, man, God, we're called to repurpose those buildings. And I was even telling them yesterday what our vision is and what it's going to be and what it's going to look like and, and all that we're about to do. And they were getting excited. And I was like, whoo, y'all live here? You know, you go to church anywhere? <laughs> they're getting excited about it, right? You know, and, and uh, getting pumped up by it. They're like, oh, man, we just love that idea. And they're like, man, when you get it done, we're going to drive up and come to one of your services and see what it looks like once you guys finish it and all this stuff. And, and I had a good time for about 45 minutes yesterday on Saturday morning walking around with, with the people that, that, that had some history in these buildings. And I was thinking, man, we're called to repurpose, and we're going to repurpose them to be a place where lives are transformed every single week and needs are met every single week and hope is found every single week and life is given every single week. Man, I can't tell you. I, like, we can't get it done quick enough, y'all. I'm just telling you. I can't tell you how excited I am for all that God is going to do in that in that location. All that God is going to do through us, that exceedingly abundantly more, through us, through that location. I mean, I'm telling you, life, we're just, we can't even, we can't even fathom, we can't even comprehend what God's about to do in those buildings. As we stand in there and we worship and we have kids ministry and the kids are learning and playing and having a good time and there's coffee. Come on, somebody. Amen. There's, there's good coffee in there and, and places where you can hang out. And, and it's just going to be it's going to be awesome. We're going to repurpose for the things that God wants us to do. Here's the second thing. Rewrite for the life Rewrite. These buildings are going to be a tool that God is going to use to rewrite people's stories. God's going to rewrite some stories. He's going to rewrite some stories as we meet in those buildings. It'll be a place where people will discover that they are not their biggest mistake. Where somebody can walk in the door and in an hour and 15 minutes walk out and think, man, I'm not my biggest mistake. And God loves me even with all this even with everything that I've been through, didn't even feel like didn't even feel like I could walk through the door at church today. But when I'm walking out, I feel like God loves me. And I'm not my biggest mistake. I'm not defined by the last thing that I did. I'm not defined by what happened five years ago. I'm not defined by that accident. I'm not defined by that mistake. I'm not defined by that incident. I believe God's going to do it. It'll be a place where people will realize that they're not defined by those things, but they're defined by God and God's love for them. I love this story. I want to read it just really quickly. In John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11, I love this. It says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At sunrise, he arrived in the temple courtyard again. All the people gathered around him there. He sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman. She had been caught in adultery. They made her stand in front of the group. They said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught having sex with a man who was not her husband. In the law, Moses commanded us to kill such women by throwing stones at them. Now what do you say? I love what Jesus said. They were trying to trap Jesus with that question. They wanted to have a reason to bring charges against him, but Jesus came down and started to write on the ground with his finger. They kept asking him questions, so he stood up and said to them, Has any one of you not sinned? 
then you'd be the first to throw a stone at her. He bent down again and wrote on the ground. like Jesus said that, drop the mic. I'm going back to doing it. I'm doing what I was just doing. You know, y'all don't shut up over here. So I'll just make my point. And then go back and do what I was doing. Those who heard what he had said began to go away. They left one at a time. The older ones first. Soon only Jesus was left. The woman was still standing there. Jesus stood up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Hasn't anyone found you guilty? No one, sir, she said. Then I don't find you guilty. Jesus said, Go now and leave your life in sin. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Where people are coming in. And they have some regrets and they have a past. And they've done some things and they've made some mistakes that they're not proud of. But when they leave, they're leaving different. That while they're there, that that God is going to speak to them, that Jesus is going to say the same thing that he told this woman. Where are the people at? Well, I hope meanwhile, hopefully. Oh God, I hope that Jesus can say this about our church. Where are they? Has anybody convicted you? Anybody look, looking down on you? Anybody making you feel like you're less than because of what you've done? <laughs> I hope that Jesus, I hope that Jesus looks down every seat, every day and says, Man, look at that. Look at that. People loving people. People doing, people doing what they were called to do from the very beginning. People just showing unconditional love no matter what. And when people walk out, they're like, man, I'm not defined by this thing. And I could go and I could live a different life, but God can give me life to the fullest, and I don't have to keep living that life and doing that. That Jesus will look and say, You see anybody around here that's looking down on you? We've all got a past. Amen. We all have stuff we're not proud of. Amen. And God's grace is the same for everybody. And I love in this story how Jesus rewrites this woman's story. Rewrites it. And I believe that those buildings on Bond Street is going to look a lot like Jesus. That hope will be found. That joy will be restored. Grace will be given and grace will be received, and Jesus is going to rewrite people's stories. Here's the third thing rejuvenate, repurpose, rewrite, rejuvenate. I remember before we started the church, and Amanda and I were praying about and trying to decide where the church would be. So we knew we were supposed to be here in this city, in this town, in this community. We're praying about God, where? Where are you leaving this? Where do we need to be? During that process, I remember we were sitting in a, in a church service, and we were praying. And during that time of prayer, I remember Amanda, she looked over at me, and she said, I really believe, because we were really just going back and forth trying to figure out where, like, where is God calling us? Are we supposed to be here? Are we supposed to be here? Well, this would be great to be here. I remember she looked over at me, and she said, here's what I feel like God said to me. That we're called to bring life into downtown. That we're called to breathe life into downtown. 
that moment forward, everything that we've done has been geared toward breathing life into downtown. And I don't believe it's a coincidence that we were we came across the buildings that we came across in the location that we came across them for the amount of money that we came across. And I don't think that I don't I don't think that that's a coincidence. I think that that's God's hand on what we're doing. I think that's us following what He's the plan that He has for our church and for our lives. And I believe we're going to take an area of town that many people have forgotten about. And that many people aren't as focused on. And we're going to breathe life into people. We're going to breathe life into our city. We're going to breathe life into dead areas. And we're going to do what nobody else, uh, nobody else thinks is possible. But through the power of God and by the grace of God, He's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask Him or imagine. Through the power that He's going to us to do. I want to, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the whistle. Back up. I got a couple more things I want to mention to you. But I want to show you some of these. We have these pictures, just a few of these pictures. This, like, just blows up. This is the area. So if you're looking at here, maybe you'll see the buildings kind of what they were now. But this is the one on the far right where it used to be. It was called the Lamar. And this is where people, and I don't know if we have, do we have a picture of people that are lined up around the building? We have that one. This is people. We found this like the, the subheading was something about, you know, like this was the movie theater. You know, and everybody's there to get into the to get into the movie, right? And they're just wrapped around the building, just hanging, you know, just hanging out. I just got the people really want to see this. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be so cool? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, y'all ready for this? Wouldn't it be so cool? I, I told this. I told this to my wife before we started this thing. Like, you know what I envision? We line up for everything else. We'll go to an amusement park and we'll stay in line for three hours to get on a ride that'll, that'll thrill us for thirty seconds. I said, wouldn't it be cool if when we when we show up, it's like people are wrapped around the building, waiting to get in. And, it's, and then we're like, I would like to put all this clothes in. <laughs> because there's so many people who want to get in. You know, y'all just hang out for hang out for an hour. We'll get y'all some coffee and y'all come to the 1115 service. <laughs> because there's so many people trying to get in. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. For people to drive downtown on a Sunday morning. And there's people lined up outside waiting to get into the building because I just cannot wait to get into church. I just know that God's got something for me and I cannot wait to get into the building so that I can get what God has for me. Oh, it's raining outside? I don't care. Come on, y'all are here today. It was raining when y'all got here. Yeah. Oh, it's 17 degrees outside? I'm not missing what God has for me today. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be amazing? It can happen. I don't think y'all are ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> we have some more pictures. Here's some more. You can, I think we have a couple more of what they this is this is pretty similar to what it looks like now, but there was something in there at the time. This is what it looks like now. Now I'm telling you, 
that God is going to do something. As we go through the process of renovating these buildings, transforming them, repurposing them, so that people's stories can be rewritten, breathe life into people, breathe life into downtown, breathe life into people that, that may have been forgotten about, breathe life into areas that, that, that maybe nobody wants to go, breathe life into, into people who actually need it. I don't think that we can comprehend what God's going to do. But the only way it's going to happen is if we get off coast. We can't set the cruise control on this. this. And here's why. Because people's lives are at stake. If you don't hear anything else I tell you today, people's lives are at stake. This is not, this is, this is life and death. This is this is where where are people going to spend eternity? This is this is people having life to the fullest, or the enemy is stealing, killing, and destroying. I mean, this is this is big time, guys. This is big time, y'all. I'm telling you. And I don't think we can comprehend what God's going to do, but He wants to do it through you, and He wants to do it through me. He wants to do it through us. I got a couple more things I want to tell you, just some practical things, and we're going to sing a song. But I want to give you some ways that you can partner to see God's work accomplished. And I've just got two things, you know, because all you need is two things when you're talking about how you can partner. You don't need three. Two ways that you can that you can partner with this church, and more importantly, not even really with this church, but with what God wants to do. The first one is to pray continually. Pray continually. And I put down here. For a smooth renovation, for favor with the city and the historical district, for financial blessing. You can pray. So the first thing you can do, maybe you need to write that down. I don't know if you can remember or not, but maybe you need to maybe you need to set aside some time every day and say, you know what, I'm gonna pray for what God I'm a part of this thing and I'm all in, I'll pray for it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna pray every single day for what God wants to do. For this renovation, for these buildings, what God's going to do after we get in there, I'm going to pray continually. And here's the second thing. We're calling this, I call this message Beyond, because what I want to call this thing is I want to call it the Beyond Movement. I don't want to call it Project. Because a project stops when it's over. I want to call it the Beyond Movement. That from this day forward, we're, we're moving. In a direction. And even when we get in there, we're not going to stop moving in that direction. It's the beyond movement. We're thinking beyond, we're processing beyond, beyond what we can think or imagine, or what is even in your mind, what you can even comprehend. It's a movement. And you can partner with that movement financially. And I told you, here's what I, here's what I love about our church. Most of you were here last weekend. Some of you weren't able to be here last weekend. Most of you were here last weekend. You were watching online. And I told you we were going to talk about money. And you came back to church. <laughs> Not even some of y'all weren't listening. <laughs> I told you I'm going to talk to you about money for a minute. And just kind of give you the practical side of things. And y'all are like, y'all must be ready. Y'all must be ready. Here's, here's just some ways, some things that I put down. 
Maybe you can set aside a certain percentage above your tithe to give maybe each month financially to this project. Maybe that's what God's calling you to do. I'm going to get in on this movement. And I'm going to help. I'm going to help project this forward at a faster pace than what we can even think or imagine. And some of you, I believe, have the resource to do it. And it may be for you, you might be, and here's all I'm asking today, is for you to allow the Holy Spirit to just speak to you. And maybe it's, you know what? I feel like God's telling me $10. I can give $10, and I'm just going to set aside $10 every single month. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. For some people, it might be $1,000. I don't know where you are. But I believe the Holy Spirit will tell you what you need to do. If you'll ask him. If you'll ask him. And right here, we don't twist any, I'm not twisting your arm. We don't twist arms. There, there, there are places over here on your way out where you can give, you can give online. There's stuff set up online that's called the Beyond Movement where you can give directly to that online if you want to do that. We're not twisting arms. I'm asking you to allow the Holy Spirit to see. He can do He can do the exceedingly abundantly more than we ever ask, think, or imagine. But he wants to do it for you and he wants to do it for me. So you can mark it. If you give by check, you can mark it on the bottom for Beyond Movement and we'll know what that's for. Or you can go online and do it. And we currently have, uh, just talking practically, we currently have uh, a little over $51,000 already set aside after we bought the buildings. So right now, which is, which is pretty cool, pretty cool. After purchasing the building, once we have that, that we've been able to, to save up and put toward this. Um, ideally, I'm just going to. Blow your mind, okay. <laughs> Ideally, uh, we would like to do this debt-free. And I think I think God can do it. I would say ideally, uh, ideally we're looking for about $750,000 to a million dollars. And if we could do that, we could, we could go into this building debt-free. Do you realize what you can do when you're debt-free? How many people, how, how much more your resources can go to things that God is saying they need to go to when you don't have any overhead? And I would say a minimum of what would be a good minimum is probably $250,000 if we can put that forward toward this throughout this process. I'm not telling you, you know, and maybe you're here today and you're like, yep, million dollars, I'm write a check right now. God bless you. <laughs> Find me after the service today. <laughs> I would love to talk to you. <laughs> but maybe, maybe on a more practical side, you say, you know, this is what this is what I thought God told me to do. This is what we can do. This is what I think we can do. When, when all of us get together and say, you know what? We're gonna be a part of this. I'm gonna own this. This is this is my church. This is our vision. This is what God's saying to do. And so we're gonna make it happen. So I'm encouraging you to partner with us in some way. As the Lord leads you financially and partner with us in prayer. Partner with us in prayer. That God's favor will be on everything and that the finances will come in and that, that, that God's will would be done. That's what we have. That God's will would be done. Will you stand today? I'm going to invite the prayer team to come down. I'm going to have a time of prayer. I'm, all I'm doing today is I'm offering you an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. 
That's all I'm asking. All I'm asking of myself and of you is during this next worship song, and if you need prayer for anything in your life, you can come down. We want to pray with you. We, we love to agree with people and encourage you and, and believe with you and, and, and pray. And even when you don't know the words to pray, we can be encouraged. So if you need prayer for anything in your life, man, just come down and let us pray for you today. But I'm also asking you, as we sing this last song, and we worship. Well, there's nothing like an atmosphere of worship where God is speaking. There's nothing like a moment where we're we're focused on Him, where He can speak to you. And so, I'm just asking you to allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you as we sing this last song. As we sing this song, that's all I'm asking. Let's pray. God, I thank you for today. God, we thank you for your word. For we know that you are about to do something incredible in our midst. God, over this, this process of renovating these buildings and, and being on mission, being on point with what your will is for our church and for our lives. God, I pray that you would speak to every heart today. And God, all we want is to be obedient to what you say. We don't have to do anything that you're not telling us to. But Lord, I pray that you would just help us to be obedient. That we would listen to your voice as we worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen. His careful can say hopeless, stays within his promise, falling in a desperate